Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you. Today, we are going to talk about alliances, how to build quick rapport with women as well as men to bypass that uncomfortable first few minutes, but instead get into quick trust with them, get into quick rapport with them so that you can move the relationship forward without the usual delays that we have to deal with when trying to build that familiarity with people. And we're going to get into that today. Before I jump into the content, I want to read you guys a quick testimonial that came from my three-month coaching program. This is from a client named John. What is up, John? Really appreciate this. Just got this email out of the blue. Didn't even ask for it, but he's six weeks through the 12-week program. I've reached the halfway point in the program and wanted to give you some updates and a big thank you explanation point. Brother, your NLP lessons are amazing. That in itself was the best money I've ever spent and the reason why I invested in the first place. Since starting your course, I feel more confident, more significant, and more empowered. I gained the courage to put my foot down at work and almost doubled my salary in one conversation. Fuck yeah, John, that's what I'm talking about. Frame control right there, brother. You know what you deserve. Go ask for it. Carrying on, he says, I know, shocked the hell out of me too. I'm able to talk to anyone about anything without the fear of rejection or ridicule. Most importantly, I'm able to unapologetically stand up for myself and my values and the anxiety and panic attacks I was having are all gone. All in six weeks, question mark. Insert scratching head emoji. God, this is a really good testimonial. I appreciate this, John. As far as dating goes, I've had to quit for a hot minute. Your content and techniques are gold and everything you said would happen did the good and the bad, everything from jealous women to emotionally unstable ones. It's part of the program, boys. You're going to deal with some crazy girls, but it is what it is. If you can see it as an adventure, it's actually kind of fun. If you want to hear some stories from me, go to my podcast where I talk about stalkers and freakouts. Okay, carrying on. It was getting to the point where I was spending more time trying to get girls to calm the fuck down than simply enjoying their company. In the last six weeks, I have dated nine girls, slept with five of them, and lost count how many new faces I've made out with. I've become quite the slut, LOL. A stark contrast to before we met. Thanks again, my friend. I owe my salary bump to you, and I look forward to investing in future programs. Have a great weekend. John, I really appreciate it, brother. That is an absolute fantastic testimonial. And you listening, man, you could do it too. My program is a total solution. I don't nickel and dime you and give you little pieces of the puzzle and then say, hey, upgrade to this next thing to get the full piece of the puzzle. No, this is a total solution. You have lifetime access to the Brotherhood Facebook group for the rest of your life, which is several hundred veterans answering your questions for the rest of your life, as well as lifetime access to all the lessons, the NLP. I teach you everything. I put my heart, sweat, and tears into my clients, and that's why I get reviews like that. It's really, for lack of a better word, it's something magical is happening right now with my program where the boys come in and they get in that energy that same energy I try to drop on this podcast and they just kill it, man. Every single guy just gets those results and I'm really genuinely proud of it. And I wanna invite you to come meet with me for free. Let's talk about you, talk about what your goals are with women and see if you're a good fit for my three-month coaching program. Go to my website right now, click on coaching and then fill in the quick application and you and I will get on a one-on-one -on -one call together. I'm gonna spend up to an hour with you 
talking about your issues. And all I care about, brother, is if I can help you. I wanna know what your past was like, what kind of issues you have, where your insecurities are, what your experiences are with women, what kind of belief systems you're dealing with. And I wanna see if I can help you. If I can't, we part ways as friends. If I can, we move forward in the program and you'll be sending me an email just like John is literally having too many girls to handle when before you had almost zero or not girls that were up to your standard. So go to my website, fill that in and we will get on that call together. All right, gentlemen, let's get into the content. So alliances is a term I came up with based on the definition of alliance, which is building a commonality with somebody, getting on somebody's team. As human beings, we like team members. We're very tribal in our mentality. So if you can make the person you're speaking to feel like they're like you or you're like them, you are going to build rapport with that person much quicker. Now, rapport just basically means a general sense of familiarity, a general sense of trust, feeling like this person is a friend, feeling like this is somebody you can count on and somebody who you wanna see in the future. So when we go into conversations, it's really important that we build that familiarity as fast as possible and we have tricks to do so, which I'm gonna share with you in this episode. But the first point is to do what I call assume familiarity. So if you were to see me in the airport, you would come up to me and be like, Mark Singh, is that you? And I'll be like, yeah, man, what's up? You would have a certain familiarity with me because hopefully you've been listening to my podcast more than just a few episodes. And if you haven't, then hopefully this episode convinces you to listen to more. But oftentimes when I get hit up by fans or get on these calls with people or people run into me at different events or whatever, I get seen out in public, they have that sense of familiarity with me. And it's a real kind of like friendly, like, hey man, I really appreciate your content, you're a champion, and I automatically like that person. Every single person I get on that breakthrough session with, I just like them, man. It's like we're old friends and it is like two friends just chilling, just talking, and I wanna see if I can help you. But it's that assuming familiarity that I do with women that's extremely powerful. And you can do this at work, you can do this in social networking occasions, you can do it wherever you happen to go. Even when you're meeting a stranger, what you do is you kind of act like you've known that person for years. You act like that person is your best friend. Or in the case of a woman, you act like she's your friend's girlfriend, for example, which is something I really like to do. Because if I act like I'm trying to quote unquote game her, you just come off weird, right? But when you come off the way I'm speaking to you guys, like I talk to you guys like you're my friend. I would talk to you just like this if we were driving down the road and I'd be like, hey man, you mind if I tell you about this thing, Alliances? And you'd be like, no nah, man, go for it. And then boom, here I am talking. So it's that familiarity that you talk to her. And I like that friend's girlfriend thing because it doesn't make you feel thirsty. It doesn't make you feel like you're trying to get anything from her. You're just cool. And there's certain people in this world and see if you can relate to this. There's people who you meet them and you're like, okay, that guy's a cool guy. I, I could drive with that guy. And then other people who just kind of have like a creepy vibe about them. And you're like, I don't know about this dude. It's those people that have a good vibe about them that unbeknownst to you, assume familiarity with you and they're just cool. And there's no other way to explain it, is there? They're just cool. You're just like, okay, I could, I could deal with this dude. This guy's pretty cool. And it's because he's comfortable with himself and then he's comfortable with you. And what he does is when he speaks to you, he speaks to you just like he talks to everybody else. Guys often ask me, they're like, yo, how do you talk to girls? Like, what do you do? What's the voice you use? And I'm like, this is the voice I use, the exact same voice that I'm speaking to you with. It doesn't fucking matter. Like I don't put girls on a pedestal, but I assume familiarity with them just like I do with people who I meet. 
So I've mentioned this in the past where when you meet somebody, I don't like to say, hey, how are you? My name's Mark. I like to say, how have you been? Because if you say, how have you been, there's the assumption of a relationship already established. And it's almost like you and I have history. I'll be like, hey, man, how you been, brother? What's your name? So just that subtle assumption of history together is building that familiarity. It's building that rapport and it is an alliance. Now you and I are on a team because I'm like, hey, brother, how you been? And I do this with women too, okay? When I meet a woman, I'm like, how you been? What have you been up to? I ask questions that an old friend would ask, right? Like, how'd you get here tonight? Who'd you come with? I just basically ask questions that assume that alliance. Okay, so that's lesson number one. When you meet somebody, when you first meet them, use words that establish a history between you two to establish an unconscious rapport in her mind that you guys have more familiarity than you actually do. Another thing I do is I use the word us. Like, yeah, you and I are standing over here in this freezing ass corner where everybody else is next to those heaters. God, this fucking sucks. So you see how when I say you and I are doing this and everybody else is doing that, it creates an alliance between us where it's kind of like her and I against, although against isn't the perfect word, but it's kind of like her and I versus everybody else. And this is why I call it alliances. Alliances are you and her against or versus the rest of the crowd. A great way to do this too is to share secrets with her. A great way to do this is to share gossip. Although I don't like to talk shit about people, I may share with her like some information about somebody in the group who XYZ happened and or I can say that XYZ person is typically a little bit threatened by a girl like you, but don't worry, I got your back. You and I are in a team now, so I'm gonna go ahead and protect you. I'll protect you from that person. So once again, it's you and her, which are doing something, sharing a secret, sharing conversation, which is outside the group's knowledge. For example, you guys are all sitting at a table somebody says something that's like kind of hateful. And before you shared with her, like, see that girl right there? Her name's Becky. She's really negative. So don't let her negativity get to you. And then we're at the table and Becky starts talking shit about somebody else in the club. Then what you can do is tap the girl's foot with your foot, letting her know like, hey, there's that secret. There's the proof of the secret I share with you. And it's kind of like that alliance, which is outside the group's knowledge. Okay, so to reiterate what we've spoken about so far, first of all, use language. That says that you guys have a past together. Ask her questions like you'd ask of an old friend and share secrets with her and or build an alliance with her that's outside the group's knowledge. Another thing I like to do is what I call hypo stories. Hypo stands for hypothetical stories. This is so goddamn powerful. It definitely warrants its own podcast episode, but I'm just gonna slightly introduce it here. Okay, what you do is you basically talk about how you and her have history together. Oh my God, this is so powerful. So for example, I start stories with, remember that one time when we, okay? Remember that one time when we were traveling through Hawaii and you could give her like a little wink, letting her know that you're just joking around and women really like to role play. That's why I call them hypo stories, hypothetical stories. So you basically talk about history that you and her have had in the past and you make up like a funny story about it. So one that I always say is I'm like, hey, remember that one time 
We went to Hawaii and I may wink at her. And now this isn't a bar and a nightclub. Remember boys, girls just want to have fun. Okay. So I kind of wink at her and she's like, oh yeah, I remember that. And you're like, yeah, we were on the beach and there was like those sea turtles crawling up the beach and you wanted to save one of them. And I was like, no, she's just trying to lay her eggs. But you refused. You pulled her out of her egg pocket and fucking hucked her into the ocean. God, you're a hater, Jessica. You just don't get it. And she's like, no, you're the one who did X, Y, Z. So what you're doing now is you're creating a situation in the past called the hypothetical story. And what I like to do is create a play fight or a situation where like she lost her shooter marble. She lost her fragile balance of her own composure and she came unpeeled and did something completely silly. One thing I say is like, and remember you got pissed at that damn hot dog vendor and burned down his poor hot dog stand. That poor guy, now he's homeless all because of you. And she's like, no, I didn't. And then what I do is I'll create like a play fight in the past, this is so powerful, guys. I really want you to steal this. I'll create a play fight, and then what do you think I do? Okay, so I talk about how she burned down the hot dog vendor's hot dog stand. She blamed it on me, whatever. I get arrested, I come out of jail, we get in a big fight, and then what happens after a fight, right? You know what it is, makeup sex. And then I tell a whole story about how we have makeup sex on the beach, and I get super explicit if she's into it. Okay, if she's into it, depends how the girl's vibing, what the deal is, but this is really powerful. Now, doing makeup sex on the beach may not be something I'm going to talk about in the initial conversation, at least not in the first few minutes. I'm gonna do it when she's very obviously attracted to me, and this is the power of building that familiarity by telling a hypothetical story that happened in the past. Another thing I do is when her friend walks up, dude, assume familiarity. Be like, hey, what's up? She's been telling me all about you. Is it true that you're like the best friend a girlfriend could ever have? And she's like, oh yeah, that's definitely true. And then I'll do what I call the best friends test. I'll be like, all right, so you guys are best friends, right? And they'll say like, oh yeah, totally. And I'll be like, okay, you wanna take the best friends test? And they'll say, yeah, we do. And then I'll say, what shampoo does she use? Or what eyeshadow does she use? What was the best day of her life? What's her favorite food? What's her favorite movie? Anything that's between the two girls. So this is how I neutralize the cock block. Another thing I do is I pretend to the hot girl I'm talking to, okay? So I'm talking to a hot girl, the cock block comes storming in and I'll be like, hey, what's up, how you been? And I'll be like, hey, her and I totally know each other. We go back like 10 years. So what I'm doing is I'm assuming familiarity and doing a hypo story with the cock block. Then the cock block wants to have fun and she's like, oh yeah, we totally know each other. And I'll be like, yeah, we went to the same high school. And then me and the cock block will have like a lie, an alliance, towards the girl, the target. You see how that works? So now I'm getting into deep rapport with the cock block. She's no longer a cock block. Now she's my teammate and she's gonna actually push her friend into my arms. So if you can pull the shit off, boys, it's super powerful. So to reiterate, what I love to do is when the cock block comes in, I'll immediately invite her in, ask her questions, assume that familiarity, ask her about her and her friend, make it about them, super important. Or, and this is my favorite thing, is I'll do a hypo story with the cock block coming in, telling the hot one that the cock block and I have history together, and then me and the cock block are like lying to the hot one, and then the hot one's like, what, you guys really know each other? Oh yeah, you, we were like valedictorian, homecoming king and queen together, we're like best friends, and then I'll hug her. Oh my God, this is so powerful. All right, so to go over one more time everything I said, if I can remember it all. Okay, first of all, assume familiarity when you first meet people, say things like, how you been? What have you been up to? Did you get here safely tonight? 
Another thing I'll do too, which I neglected to mention is sometimes girls will have like pet hair on them and I'll say, so how's your, you have a dog, right? How's your dog doing? Right. And I'll assume by way of like detective work, certain things about her and I'll ask her about it to get that rapport, to get that familiarity. Another thing I'll do is try to use we like, oh, we totally got screwed tonight. This bar is going to close early because of this, that, and the third. And using we makes it seem like we're in an alliance together. When it comes to alliances, I like to have secrets between her and I that are outside the group's knowledge and or you guys are like on a mission together to accomplish something such as, for example, God, all these new memories are coming to me, hooking two people up, right? You could be like, see that guy over there? She'll be like, yeah, and see that girl over there? Yeah, I'm trying to hook them up. I really want you to help me do that. And she's like, oh, I'm totally into it. And then her and I have a teammate kind of relationship of trying to hook those two people up. And then what happens? You hook up with the girl who you're teaming up with. Genius, man. God, so much genius comes out of this. All right. Next thing you can do is tell a hypo story, something that happened in the past between you and her, because when the subconscious mind imagines something, it's almost like it actually happened and she's gonna feel that rapport for you. Going into that, you could talk about how you guys traveled together, you guys got into a fight, and if it works, if you're in the right stage of the conversation and she's already attracted to you, I cannot stress that enough, she's already attracted to you, you can do sexual tension by saying you guys got into a fight and then you had makeup sex on the beach. And then bro, if she's really into it, you can like explain to her down to the detail how you were like licking up the inside of her leg. And then you just went around her vagina real slowly with your tongue. And then you just licked her clit just once, just real slow and soft, kind of like with the side of your tongue where it's softer. And then you slid your tongue all the way from her vagina to her nipples and we're just sucking her nipples for a while and then all the way back. Like you can explain that whole thing. And she's sitting there like, oh my God, this is turning me on so much. Building sexual tension is the way to get same night sex or at the very minimum a makeout. If you're the kind of guy who wants to make out with chicks in nightclubs, I don't do that because it's blown up in my face many times. As I spoke about on that stalkers and freakouts episode, which was like a couple months ago. Okay, so building alliances, boys, is super goddamn powerful. You can also do it with guys. Just use those same techniques outside of anything sexual. You know, telling a dude a hypo story about you and him in the past would be pretty stupid. But saying like we teaming up with him to do something, using familiarity statements, those are the things that gain quick rapport with people. And those are the things that are gonna make people like you more, which we all want. All right, gentlemen, I really do appreciate you listening. Once again, if you wanna get on that call with me, we're gonna get on about a 30 minute to an hour call and just kind of talk about your problems. See if you're a good fit for my three month coaching program. I'm not pushy. Honestly, like all I care about is whether or not I can help my guys. So if you're like, yeah, I really wanna meet this guy. I wanna see if he can give me this total solution that he claims he has to teach guys everything they need to know about getting girls and at the same time doing NLP, which as you might remember, I read about in the beginning of this episode from John's email to me. And like John, reprogram your brain so you feel like a goddamn 10, so you feel unapologetic about who you are, highly confident in yourself, feeling good and feeling like you deserve all these girls that John is currently getting and putting yourself in that selector mentality. 
You are the prize, brother. The girl is not the prize. You are the selector. You choose from abundance, not scarcity. And then you have the same problem John does, which is like, how do I cut these chicks out? How do I organize them? Which by the way, I coach heavily on that as well. First, I teach you how to get the girls. Then I teach you how to sift through them to get the best one. And then I teach you how to manage a meaningful long-term relationship all at the same time while reprogramming your brain, making you have the same self-esteem you were born with because that's what you deserve. Appreciate you boys listening. I'm dropping another awesome one on Thursday that kind of pertains to this. So please stay tuned for that one. And I will see you in the next episode.